I'll tell you, October 25th has a little piece of history in the world of sports. Good to have you on board on Tuesday edition of Jack Michaels Show here on 740 The Fan, the fifth largest daytime signal in the country. Our boys in the house today, Brad Anderson, Derek Hansen, and you, as we come to you from our Gunderson Jewelers studio. OMG, oh my Gundersons, make it easy. Make it easy to say I do with a custom design wedding ring. It's Gunnarsson's Uptown in Maine, West Fargo, or Gunnarsson's.com. The, the tail end of that montage there to start the show today, and I was just doing, I research every day history, and, and you know, some days are just, I guess, filled with a little bit more than others, but how about those three cuts, boys? You got Jim Marshall, uh, you have, of course, uh, you know, the, the Aaron Buckner, and I remember where I was. Yep, I, was in I the, do too. Do you, Derek? I was in the basement of a friend's house, and we were ju- literally just tackling each other over in in sheer, oh my! You know, we just you just felt how big that was. You remember that too? You weren't tremendously old. I but was you're old um, enough. so it'd be nineteen eighty six. So right? I was in eighth grade, and it was the last fall that we lived in our old house on the country, and um, I really took to that Mets team. Now looking back on it, I should probably pulled for the Chris right. Bambino. Yeah, anyway. right, right, right. But that summer, the Mets were on. The NBC game of the week, like every week, all the time. They were so good. You and, got to yeah. know the Mets pretty yeah, well. Yeah, and you know Strawberry and Duck. Good. I mean, I, I loved watching Lenny Dykstra play. I mean, I just thought he was. They yes. called him nails. He was. I think he's kind of a forgotten figure about how good yep. he was and how tough he was and how he hustled all the time. You know, next to Puckett. You know, I just love that team. And so I was heartbroken because I thought they were done. Mm-hmm. And what I always remember about it so much, and what I always hate is that they blame Buckner so much because it was Bob Stanley that threw it to the backstop that tied the game. Mm-hmm. And that was a because and Mookie was waving in. Was yep. it Ray Knight running or who was it? Uh, Knight scored the winner. Knight yes. scored the winner. But Mookie. Who, yeah. uh, Kevin Mitchell scored the tie game. So he tie, game. but I remember Mookie going, "Come on, come on, come on!" And that was okay because all Buckner did. Much like Darren Nelson would have just gotten to overtime in the, the right. Washington yeah. game, who knows what happens in the tenth inning if he picks up the ball and goes to the first base? Right. We don't know. We don't know. And, and so he was a goat all those years for not tying the game up, you know, making the game a tie going to the tenth inning. Well documented yeah. that uh, that that Bill Buckner and and I'm talking with former teammates of him. Well documented that 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 affected him clinically. Sure. Uh, went into a depression. I, you're, you're right, uh, and, 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 and even to the tune where even the Sox fans that had quote unquote forgiven him, and you know it's baseball, things happen, but forgiven him, I guess, and welcomed him back. Even then, didn't return right away. Kind of, mm-hmm. kind of refused. If you remember, he ended his career. He came back with the Red Sox later yeah. in his career. Yeah, it, I think it, he might have finished with the Red Sox. It is, uh, but you're right about those Mets team. I used to uh, back then. I. <laughs> I kind of was a well. I like. I was a strawberry guy too. I used to have like a Daryl Strawberry card in my hat when I played. Well, you know that that right. Just just liked. He just was liked, a dude. He was the dude. I uh, well, and they were a team at that time too. It was driving a lot of people in, in the Bronx crazy because you know after '81, the Mets kind of took over that town for a little while. People oh. don't remember that they were they had more star star power than the Yankees at that point. A year later. And I do have a question for the text club today, and, and our text club is open at 35278. It's a two-way street, uh, at least a one-way street from you in uh, that, that you can throw a message in, and that's 35270. You can use those numbers to text, and I've got a question for you today. You know, you think 86 and then a year later, 87, of course, uh, you know, I, could, I, can play, I could ask the question, do you remember where you were when? Personally, 
uh, you know, I was, um, yeah, I was, I was working on, I guess, what eventually would be this station. I'm trying to think, because I was doing overnights at yeah. KVOX AM, which, AM, which now, had the twins. Right. Yep. And it was out on like Highway 75, you know, the, yeah, the South, South on 75. South yeah. on 75, where when the winter came, the snow piled up. So I literally had to climb down yep, through I like an igloo into the door. I mean, it was insane. But I was doing overnights on that. And I it, I wasn't an anti twin, again, massive Twins fan, but I was also a huge Cardinals fan. Sure. Massive Cardinals fan. And here we are with the station that carried the Twins. And I'm like the, you know, also clause of my National League team with the Cardinals. And so I remember toilet paper being slung all over the, the station in the studio, and it was just bedlam, and I was thrilled for the Twins. But I was also kind of like, well, I'm kind of, I've got a lot of gear, Cardinals gear at home. But Derek, 87 a year later, so now you're, you're in high school. What, I was what? in ninth grade, and we, it was in my parents' basement, and we went out and shot some bottle rockets off afterwards. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, how great was that? No, I mean, how was, awesome was that? It was kind of a thing, though. You really didn't know what to do afterwards, right? It was Sunday night, and they're like, Yep, exactly. Right, well, go to bed, go to school tomorrow. I said it was, yeah, I said I was, we were in, well, we were in Melner, we were in my grandparents' basement. Watching, nice. Watching, yeah. and he had bought a big screen TV about a year before that, and the only time we ever really went downstairs in the house was to watch the big screen TV. And you had the, a big screen TV in 1987? Grandma and Grandpa had oh, a big okay. screen TV. <laughs> like, that's awesome. So we were in Melner, <laughs> so we drove over to Melner, he said, hey, why don't you come over, we'll watch the seventh game in the World Series. And we had been over there we had been over in Milner for something else the day before, and so we went back. It was whatever it was from Lisbon, 20, 25 miles. But, yeah, I mean, for 11-year-old me, game's over, and then you got to drive back, and I <laughs> fell asleep on the way home, and we had to right. get you know go to school the next day. So yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a feeling. Of course, with the Twins, 91, they do it again, and now we're sitting here, you know, think about the time surpassing on that. Well, so in a couple of days, we'll be playing back those highlights. I think it was on the 27th. Right. They won that. <laughs> Here's my text club question, because we played the Marshall deal. And and then we had the Buckner cut, and really in the in the in the span of sport, what athlete do you know for a a, ga, a gaff or or so to speak when it's technically not fair because of the the full body of work that athlete had, but yet when you mention the name, you think of you know a gaff or or something first that outweighs. You, you, so you angle the question. I'm angling it that way, and if and if you have one, you can text in at three five two seven zero. Three five two seven zero. Because if you look at Jim Marshall's body of work, you know, unfortunately for this guy, pretty good football player. Yeah. Well, he could arguably be in the Hall of Fame easily, I think, right? The, I mean, I think, it, I think, God bless his soul, but I, there's a lot of angst with a lot of former Vikings with a certain member who used to represent the Vikings when he go to the Hall of Fame meetings that didn't push for him hard enough, and that's a whole other issue. But Ring I mean, of Honor, yeah. But I mean, I because when you think, of, I mean. Three of those guys certainly are household names of the Purple People Eaters, and there's no yes. doubt Carl Eller. I mean, we you know the kind of on that fringe, but Alan Page, without a doubt, mm-hmm. was right in there. And I think Marshall, with having that consecutive game streak and all that, two hundred seventy, by yeah, the way, right. So I mean, I think there's a lot of there's been a lot of push for the Purple that because God bless like with the Ron Yeris and a few others of the world. But right. I mean, when I think of the '70s Vikings, I think of him a lot be quicker than I do Ron Yeri. Yeah, sure. Paul Krause yeah. or yeah. some of those, right. right. But in circles, if if you if we were all at a diner, you know, and, and someone brought up Jim Marshall, you know Absolutely. Eighty percent of your table would say, ran the wrong way. Yeah. And and that's the question today. And now outside of Marshall and Buckner, um, any other names that come to mind? 
that are known for an incident or a gaffe that overshadows uh, their their career. Mitch numbers. Williams. Mitch Williams. Well, the texter says Gary Anderson. Well, that's Gary. a shame if people think that because there are so many things in that game. I, I hate that. Uh, it always right. comes down to him. But, but is the texture right? Boy, you, you know, know Scott, to a certain to extent, that point, Scott to Norwood, certain, I guess, would come extent, to that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, so yes. yeah, that's very true. Good, good point. Um, but I would say but Gary Anderson had a long career. Oh, he was great with yeah. the Steelers. Yes. Oh, my heavens, yeah. That's uh, a shame. Texter says uh, Pete Rose. For yeah, I suppose the uh, the the band gambling the, does the does the gambling and the band and the, the battle with Giamatti and, and all that now has it has it weighted down his hits? That's a good point. You know, yeah, I mean that's a hit total will never be reached, right? So, I so. mean, or the hit's so great that that even that has overcome the, uh, the yeah, that's other. that's a shame. Well, this is a good one, what Chris Weber. Oh, wow. daddy. Yeah. The time. Oh, he had yes. such a great career, though. <laughs> that's a fantastic yeah, that's time. I mean, it is. I mean, and that happened early on in his, you know, basically when we got to know him as in the in the country and in college. It would have been his second year and his final year. And, I mean, he played a long, long time in the NBA. But that's that one, yeah. that one, uh, that one stuck really, with him for a while. That's a good text. Three, five, two, seven. such a good game, too. Man. I was kind of, you know, I, I guess I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit of a front runner, obviously, growing up on some just uh, teams that one I kind of gravitated to. And I, I think it was Freddie Brown, and I have this vision of John Thompson uh, hugging Freddie Brown after an errant pass. Through the pass, uh, you know, that was mean? one of his guys and it, threw it to James Worthy. Right, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, no, nah, I don't know if it, it necessarily fits this Freddie Brown. Well, I guess not, not you know, Pete Rose-ish, you know, is it, can it be just for a gaffe or a moment or, or anything? I, I think a, just gaffe, you know, a gaffe or a moment that, that outweighs their accomplishments. Well, I think, you know, unfortunately for Mark Sanchez, the butt fumble, I think, is right there, right? Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. that's one thing. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Tyson? Leon Lett. D- does Mike? <laughs> uh, somebody texter, texter mentioned Leon Lett. <laughs> I mean, he had two of them. Yes, he had the. That's right, the Thanksgiving oh. blocked field goal. Oh, yeah, and then he which had the was Super worse Bowl. in the way because they lost the game Correct. on that, where the Super Bowl was a route anyway. Yeah, they that game was well in hand by the time that play happened. I mean, Tyson comes to mind, biting his ear. I mean, do, do we know him for that, or uh, is I it, think or so there are many so, gaffes yeah. that that that. Well, I think for him. Well, that and the fact he's a convicted rapist. Well, but, that, yeah, you but, know, uh, there's, there's some other th- things, which, obviously. There which, I, that, I mean, you want to talk about, yeah, he did his time and all that, but I think about it when he's doing cameos in movies. Oh, it's Mike Tyson. I'm like, yeah, he yeah, rapes someone. There were some other things yeah, on um, there. How but, about, just from maybe not so much for us here, but how about Kent Herbeck and the play on Gant? That's a good point. I think nationally, Ooh. yeah. Nationally, I, mean, I, I think I right. think we know if you've followed the Twins for long enough what he – what he meant to that team and yep. how good a player he was and how right. underrated a defense. But let's let's broaden the so scope. In some let's, circles, let's broaden the scope yeah, a little bit. Right. What do you talk remember about him for? Is runs and yanking, all that. yanking Ron Gatt. That's not a space. bad call. Yeah. Uh, text at three five. Not really a gap, home. but a moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're right. That. Yeah. So to your point, yeah, a gap for a moment that overshadows the the overall body of work. You know, for the for the Tyson comment, you know, maybe on the opposite side of that question, Holyfield. You know, maybe Evander, you instead of the first thing up is the fact you know what he did as far as his that's wins, good, well, his big I, fights. That's but a good be, point. Being yeah, bitten, bitten. You know, because I think there's so many things on social media now where they'll show a, you'll see like a YouTube thing shared to Facebook with all of Mike Tyson's knockouts, right? So I still think if you grew up in the '80s, you still think about the most feared man on the planet was Mike Tyson. <sighs> it, it, insane. I don't think people understand what. 
what he was boxing in in the late eighties. Do you remember 90s. what we talked about in the eighties regarding Tyson? It was if you had, would you, you go in the ring exactly and take right. thirty seconds? Would you fight Mike Tyson? Would you take a million dollars if you then then the next well, day I'd say, well, well, you need that to get out of the hospital. Michael and Spinks took ninety one seconds and got a payday out of it. So right. just saying, yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying. But that's what everybody was talking about. But Tyson yeah. was such a just such a different. You just didn't see anything like that. Uh, two three seven thirty seven sixty seven or triple eight four five eight six nine two six. So you're right though on the Holyfield thing because he's I I think he's one of the more underrated heavyweights in the history of the sport. Right. I don't think we appreciate him because he was after Tyson. We see him with a missing part he's of his ear. So, he was so good and so tough. Uh, Took way too many hits. Fictitiously, but, let me add Ray Finkel. Yeah, well, there's that. Um, <laughs> so that's the question today. I don't. Uh, Boy, some good text coming out of the gate, though, on that question. Yeah, oh, one says Tommy Kramer drinking at Twins games. Well, Tommy was drinking a lot of places. Tommy's, he's he's made. A, I like his route in life right now. This is pretty good. He's just making the rounds. Yeah, he's shaking got hands. a Viking limo, and he's yep. he's getting paid appearances at small town bars during games, and that is just that is genius. Out. But oh. the, but to the point to the texter's question, you're right. I guess when you mention the name, nobody's bringing up his numbers right no. away, or nobody right. brings up. Well, and he was the he was the guy after Fran, so we don't really appreciate how good he uh, could he be could sometimes. have been he, yeah. or he was at times. Yes, yeah. the Chris Weber one was a great drop. Yes. I, I didn't even I wasn't even thinking As, that line. Another texture says, "As the Vikings fans on our end of it, Favre's time here sticks in my craw for throwing across his body." Well, that's for sure. Uh, well, no, and, and most recently, of course, how about himself, uh, we have a golf one here? But how about Greg Norman? Oh, that's oh. true. Yeah, yeah, the '96 uh, Masters. Yep. Uh, well, there was a few of them. I mean, he, some of the ways but that was the bad one. Some, yeah, that was that was the coup de gras of them all. Does it overshadow? Well, maybe. In oh, some I think aspects, it does yeah. for a lot of I think people. That's a good it call. does for a lot that's of people. That's a good text. No, I, that was actually mine. I will, oh, I'll, that was your. That's, that's a, that's a but, good input. But I love this texture one too. Uh, I think it was whatever. Uh, Ninety-nine was it John Van Velde in the British Open? Oh yeah, he choked too. Huh? He started taking his shoes and socks off to try and hit it out of the water, and it just yes. he gets kept getting worse and worse and worse. And yeah, worse. three five two seven zero oh, in the text club. Can't think of like missed, like an airballed free throw. Which, if you've played the sport, you've probably done at least one time in your life. Or uh, you know the Buck, obviously Marshall Buckner. These are massive things. Some of those coming in today, but yeah. That's good. Anybody catch the Wolves game last night? Good. I did for a little bit. Holy cow. And I don't know. You, again, it's a back-to-back. I know Cat talked about we can't use that as an excuse. Finch was – it was brutal. It, the, the, I, they booed. What are they, three, four games into the season? And Target Center was was well, absolutely well, letting them know. Well, they've lost, well, lost two at home now. They lost in overtime Friday. Yeah. And – well, I think that shows you that uh, the fans are expecting more. Yeah, I would really. say so. And 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 on this schedule, you know, and, and and Alan Horton, who joins us periodically, the voice of the Wolves, said, "Look, you know, they got some Oki Cities, they've got some San Antonios. All the start to the season is is paved against teams that maybe aren't expected to, you know, be at the top of the Western Conference." And now they've dropped a game to Oklahoma City, dropped a game to San Antonio, got San Antonio again tomorrow night. I think they got San Antonio again over the weekend. No, they lost to Utah. They, they, or Utah, they, they, they beat OKC twice. Yeah, they beat no KC twice, lost to Utah, and then uh, lost to SA. I'll tell you what, good to see Trey Jones. Uh, Trey doing his thing out there, uh, knowing those boys. <laughs> it's hard to separate Tyus and Trey. They both have similar type oh, they games, like, they, yeah. right? They move the same. They, they both have the arm sleeve, I think, on the <laughs> 
same arm. It was really good to see that. And how do you not love Greg Popovich? But the Wolves, uh, not good last night. Chicago Bears. I know that was a weird game. <laughs> it was. So Zappy comes in, and yeah. it was like, I mean, I, it was like Jimmy Mann. We thought coming in to replace He's flipped a switch, and all of a Steve sudden, Fuller, that was and then, 14, it, then the wheels came off again. Yeah, it was weird. It was just a w- weird game. Have you ever seen high school teams that that started like a point guard as a freshman and just ran the show for four years, and then that guard graduates and leaves, and then mm-hmm. the team is just. Not even close to the team. It's kind of in shambles. Seen a few times, yeah. yeah it's I, kind of like New England. <laughs> you know, Brady. It's like they're looking for their point guard. You know, at quarterback. Even though Zappy's kind of a cult. Uh, you know, at times. Well, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Heineke. Just yeah. goes in there and flings it around, and you know, that's well, having fun. Kind of Case Keenum, you know, yeah. 2017. Uh, more textures says well, another for Scott Norwood. One says Ron Artest. Oh, yeah, that's true. In the crowd. Really one in the crowd. That's a good call. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, oh, this is a good one, too. 95 NBA Finals, Nick Anderson's four missed free throws down the stretch. Yes. Against the Rockets. Yes. <laughs> nice texting today. Well, I forgot all about that. Uh, Three, five, two, seven. Boy, one question. I was just talking Marshall and Buckner, and you guys are really blown out of the park today. Very good. Uh, another texture says, last season I was in Atlanta and took in a couple Braves games, sitting next to some diehard Braves fans. I asked if they remembered Ron Gant. They said yes. Have you heard of Kent Herbeck? They also responded with yes. I then asked if Gant stepped off, or before I could finish, Braves guy belligerently says he was pushed. He was pushed and pulled. <laughs> well, absolutely he was. <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt about it. And every people ask me, I said, well, inertia. He just helped him to where he wanted to go. As a Twins fan, what's your opinion on it? <laughs> if he slides, there's no problem with this. Yeah. Yeah. He came in standing up. There's nowhere else for him to go. So he kind of landed into Herbeck. Yeah. That and, was the right call. And Kent helped him Correct. continue on his path. Uh, let's see another one. Craig Elo and Brian Russell, both solid NBA players, just known for getting uh, getting Michael Jordan for game winners. The, Especially with, Elo. With the light going off and then just that poster. Yeah. And the posterized. Push, right. push Elo, Elo was, the first, was <laughs> yeah. the first one there for Michael before the, before the Bulls really became the Bulls. Uh, quick timeout, 1223 on a, on a Tuesday edition. You know what tonight is? Did I see this right? 120 high school games will be taking place in Minnesota. Wow. Does that sound right? I think I well, saw that. I, I think 120. As many little towns as there are, I'm surprised there's not more. Since everyone gets in the playoffs. That is, that's that's getting her done today across the state of Minnesota. We'll touch on that a little bit. And a special guest today. Have you ever heard from a person who caught 21 balls in a football game before? 21 receptions. Brad told us yesterday it is the NFL record for receptions in a game. I think 23 is the ultimate mark in, in uh, either Division Two or At least what? the NCAA. NCAA. Well, the man we got on today caught 21 in a game. We'll tell you more about that coming up. Tuesday edition, uh, Jack Michaels Show, right here on 740 The Fan. <music> Textures are on fire today at 35270 on the uh, our Tuesday question. It's the day that Jim Marshall ran the wrong way for a safety, which you thought it was a touchdown. It's the same day that... The ball went through Buckner's legs. Same day, of course, the Twins won the their first uh, World Series in 1997. And we asked the question today, uh, what athlete do you know for uh, for a gaffe that overshadows their body of work, uh, male or female for that matter? 
And uh, so you're really doing well on the text club today of, of spotting some things. All right, so I have uh, some audio of this next one, and I told you this one off the air. But uh, Super Bowl thirteen. Okay. So you would have been, boy, you'd have been about a teenager about this Rather time, been young, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Steelers and the Cowboys, and we'll let Vern Lundquist take it from here. <laughs> Roger, back to throw, has a man open in the end zone, caught, touchdown, drop, jumped in the end zone, Jackie Smith all by himself. Oh, bless his heart. He's got to be the sickest man in America. That's one of the greatest lines ever. Yeah, Vern was so Vern good. Was, oh, Vern. Yeah, but, yes, that was when Vern was doing Cowboys games then. And, uh, yeah, Jackie Smith, great tight end. Oh. Plays like, with the Cowboys late in his career, gets to a Super Bowl, and that happens. Hit him in the wrong spot. Right in the hands. That's right. Or right between the eight and the one. <laughs> right between the eight and one. Um, oh, that's, that's a harsh... Thanks for the Leon Lett uh, and Jackie yes. Smith today. That just, was just go right, go just going right for the heart. Sam Bowie, oh, but just, I don't, I don't know. Just the fact that he was picked ahead of Michael Jordan. Well, that yeah, that but but he had a bunch of injuries and such, and but yeah, yeah. Joe Negro. Uh, yeah, that's unfortunate. Known for yeah, yeah, just for the for the nail file for the file. <laughs> the, the trying to discard it was phenomenal. That by was the way. Awesome. That is, uh, it's almost like a traffic stop when you see uh, yep. cops reloaded. Yep. And not that he was doing good, but it's like they're trying to ditch the evidence. The best part is when he, when he they invited him on Letterman and he comes out there with like a full tool belt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, self-deprecating humor is my favorite. Oh, yep. Yeah, if you can't. Letterman asked him, did you doctor baseballs? And he looked at him, do I look like a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was really good at He that. was funny. Um, oh, the Buffalo man. Bills, known for losing four Super Bowls in a row. Well, I guess you could say that for the so, Vikings, so too, I guess. The, the, so that the texture, four in a row was tough, though. Yeah, man. yeah that's true. Ask, ask Phil about that. Mm-hmm. That texture went from the individual question right. to an actual team no, question. No, that is a good point. What, <laughs> you, know? that is, you can add a later to that. What are some teams known for? And I think you know that's a good one. Um, you know the Red Sox are known for the curse. The Cubs are known for the curse. Right, like infamous. I think the Falcons right now are in a situation where they're looked at as the biggest Super Bowl collapse in yep. history. Um, yeah. How about well, somebody mentioned the Nick Anderson free throws. How about no. that? How about that Orlando team? Yeah, not winning one. Uh, had a little anyway. bit of talent on that team. Well, and that was in that gap after Jordan had retired. Yep. So I mean, the, the win took advantage. Yep, the window was open for him. And they, McGrady uh, on that. Us. Uh, would have been uh, Penny Hardaway. Penny, excuse me, Penny, Penny was on that, just yeah, before right. McGrady. Yeah. Uh, three five two seven. I'm good. You win. One hundred and twenty high school games in the state of Minnesota. And I was chatting with Joel Highcamp about this because he he officiated for a long time. Uh, where are we sitting with officials? Oofed. Think of this: there are one hundred and twenty high school football games going on tonight. Correct. In the state of Minnesota, sections all over the place, and you got what five. Maybe f- five per? Probably a five-man crew. Five-man crew? Yeah. That's 600 officials. It's not easy. Well, I know that's one reason why uh, the JUCO level, the MCAC, the playoff games are on Sundays. Because oh, they know that Because there's sense. so many playoff games on Saturday, and they want to make sure they've got, you oh, know, we only need, sense. typically we only, like next week, we're only going to need two crews, but we got to make sure that we, we got one. It's why being a high school athletic director has got to be the most, Head pulling. I just can't imagine trying to put that jigsaw puzzle together. Each yep. and every winter sports are the worst. Right. Oh my heavens. The, uh, the it's a it's a, uh, maybe use this time to editorialize. But did you guys officiate? Where I did quite a bit. I did not. 
I, did, I, uh, I um, a little bit. But. I umpired some as uh, when I was younger. Just I did younger levels. I didn't really get. I think I got as far high as Babe Ruth. I never did like Legion ball in the summer, but I did some. If you want to, I don't know where your finances are in this in this day and age, but with with gas and stuff going in, you could literally pocket an extra five, six, seven hundred thousand, couple thousand, you know what, a month, depending on how much you want to yeah. work and how the time availability is. Yep. It floors me. That we are not, not, maybe not to the point that we're short on officials because of, you know, we hear from why some of these men and women aren't because, you know, fans and parents sure. and all of that. Uh, David Clunt of the Fargo Park Street uh, yes. gave me my first job when I was in Fargo and I officiated everything. It's kind of fun to have a couple hundred dollars every week Absolutely. or so in your pocket, right? As a, so, you know. A couple guys <laughs> I know that referee high school football, it's more of, they look at it as they love, it's a labor of love to, Stay connected with high school sports. Yeah, uh, former like coaches and stuff. But they're I, also two guys who don't need to do it for the money. Right, and I know right. that for a so, fact. So, so that it's just, they feel like it's a service to the youth of America. Stay I, uh, involved to help perpetuate yeah, right, the yeah. Exactly. When I was up at uh, Masabi Range with uh, the Wildcats a couple weeks ago, and to uh, name it, Derek might remember John Leaser, longtime official down in the St. Cloud area. And John came up to the booth because it was 40 degrees and he didn't want to stand out there in the cold. Right. 77 years old. He's been officiating for 50, My 55 wow. years. And I think John doesn't need to do it for the money either. Yeah. I think he just enjoys doing it. And and I thought, wow. I said, good for you because you don't, you, don't, you don't need to do this. But if Bucky really Berger was the first guy that told me that, you know, that he did it because he enjoyed doing it, but he felt it was important for he and Bob Nick all those years running up and down that basketball court. Yep. Doing it for to pay the back, kids. To, to do that, to, yeah. Well, I think of, if, if you know. there's no officials, there's no game. Well, I exactly. And I think, um, you know, I think there's a lot of those guys, you know, Tim Campbell just got uh, just got into the Hall of Fame. Yep. Luther Sanis so, down in Wapenden, who's been there forever and ever, and is, a, you know, is oh, yeah. as nice a guy as you'll ever he find. And too. he just officiates. But he just does it because he loves it. And it's 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 a way to be, to kind of give back. And there's. For, there's a number of guys like that. I uh, so yeah, that's our little ploy today from ours. So get out there and get involved in that. And I know I started from the financial aspect of it because it is. It's 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 a couple of dollars yep. on that. Uh, Frazy and Holly, that's in Frazy, correct? See, that's Detroit in Detroit Lakes. Lakes. Frazy has been playing on the road all year. Also, they've been in DL They're doing a new uh, upgrading their facilities. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so Frazy and Holly tonight, six p.m. Thoughts because the winner plays Barnesville. It's going to be an interesting game. Frazy's yeah. been, you know, they. You know, after they they had kind of a a pseudo scheduled not too long ago because of the numbers. You know, they had a homecoming game and a bunch of scrimmages. Yep, that's and, right. And now they're back and they've been playing pretty well. And Holly's had a lot of games get away from them. I saw them last Wednesday. They're tough. They made just too many mistakes. Wouldn't you agree, Brad? They're, they're just home? young. I mean, yeah. they, you know, but they got some talent. And they they the first half was not a gimme by any means. No, they, they moved the ball. They just they couldn't couldn't finish. They couldn't finish, and and so that's going to be a really intriguing game. And then. Crookston and Warroad? That's going to be a really interesting. I mean, yep. Crookston should win, but I think uh, poor Timmy Guler, the uh, quarterback for Pelican Rabbits, hurt again. So, because I mean, the I, winner I, of that plays Pelican. And I would right. say, say almost, I mean, the, with the way things are sitting, they they almost should be the 2C because of that. I mean, not to say Pelican can't beat them, but it's but, right. Guler's <laughs> that does, a talent. It's a huge difference. Yeah, so I mean, so that's going to be really interesting. And Section Kirk, 6A is going to be really – Yes. got a lot of good first-round games. Get, yeah, if, if you can figure that one out, I would not want to put any Breck, money on any of Breckenridge that. Breckenridge is 5-3 and three playing you – know, honestly playing up Monaga. a lot of weeks. You know, they've played a 3A team. they played four 4As. 
in five and three and ends up as a five going to Monaga. Yeah. I just realized, Brad, I typoed Breckenridge on that yeah. my yeah. sheet right here. There we oh. go. That. But then you got but Mills that, and Underwood. Yeah, Mills will Mills win that one. Get... Mills is pretty good. Yep. Um, OTC and Lake Park Ottoman will be interesting. But I think once you get to the semis, then you could throw them in a hat. Saturday's going to be a real yeah, intriguing gonna, so you're day. You're going to throw them in a hat. And yep. Who knows what'll, what you, what you'll see play 120, though, so enjoy that. Uh, take the fan with you out there. And uh, back to Frazee. And, and you would know more than I grew up in Western North Dakota, but every time Frazee came up, uh, it was always wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. And then I think they have like either a gymnastics or some type of uh, their other. But but football has been. Well, they were good. I mean, when I was growing up, they were really good. I mean, because, yeah, obviously a lot of wrestlers turn out to be pretty good football players most yeah, of the time. Nice leverage yeah, guys. And, yeah, and, uh, boy, they were tough. They made it down to the section semifinals my senior year. I mean, that was, I mean, that was a year where Manoman's Class C, so they're going to win the state titles in Class C in our conference, yeah. beating everyone. And then Class B, you had Breckenridge and Frazee both making it to like the semifinals. On each there side. was a year not too far. I want to say maybe eight, nine years ago, because I remember doing some games over on that side of the river, and and Frazee was just they were just ground and pound. I remember them just torching Pelican yeah. Rapids one, and I think they got to the. I was I think in Hawley's run, and I think they got to the section final, and Hawley beat them. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, they were that. That was a yeah. tough team yeah. for sure. And then, of course, my senior year also had Perm in the same conference. I think they were a class up. So then, I think Charlie Nelson and the late Aaron Drummond and those guys went. I mean, so I mean that Highway Ten there has has had a run for a oh, while. You know, D one athletes. You know what? And what right Mills there. did last year with that Correct. run, and and yeah, that was kind of surprised. That one kind of surprised There's a lot Verndale of people. Is always good in nine man. Yep, exactly. Well, that that nine man section is going to be that section four. It looks like it'll be a crash course with them and, and Wheaton again, like mm-hmm. it was last year. So. We uh, kind of fanning the flames uh, heading into our coverage this week before we break and come back. But we've got you know on the North Dakota side this week and a, a couple of dandies Friday night. Minot High and Shanley, uh, looking forward to that. Minot playing some good best, but that that they got they got a good back. They got uh, t- talented wide out, a quarterback that can make plays, defense that is you know they they run five guys and they're going to come at you like Jay Gibson said when they rush five and get you. It, maybe they won't. Then they'll rush six. And they rush six. Then they'll rush seven. Then they'll rush eight. So that's going to be a, a slobber knocker. And then Central Cass and Kindred coming up on Saturday. So th- those are two games you'll hear. Right here on 740 The Fan. Thanks for the text. Yes, uh, at Robbie Lopez texted. So don't forget, you and my dad were a pretty good uh, uh, officials combination. Toot your own nice. heart. Bill Lopez, the late Bill Lopez, was my refereeing partner. Great man. And DGF and Moorhead, I guess, are they both in uh, they get, this, the bye weeks? They get too? byes, yeah. That's the thing. Now, 100 and some games, and when they added a class, there's a lot of DL gets a bye, too. Uh, there's some of those sections that only have five or six teams. So. We need to get rid of a class. I just don't know which one. I mean, we got to mm. merge some there. But, Moorhead's yeah, got the winner of Alexandria and St. Cloud Tech. Yeah, they're the two seed in their uh, section. Hmm. Yeah. So that's, uh, that'll be DGF's good. DGF's one in theirs, and uh, I think yeah. DGF and, uh, or no, Perm plays tonight because they have seven in that. Uh, nice. Seven yeah. in that section. DGF faces the winner of Thief River and Fergus. So that's, uh, yeah, that's all, that's all good stuff. Good. Glad we could fan the flames of that. Uh, fan the flames of that. Uh, Gage Florence, what's it like to bring in 21 <laughs> catches in a game? Well, I wish I would have had him on my NSIC fantasy team <laughs> <laughs> this past weekend. Hopefully here for the young man coming up next. It is a Tuesday edition Jack Michaels show with Derek and Brad on 740 The Fan. Uh, got a couple in that came into my emails here um, on our question of the day on the gap thing. Not an athlete, but Grady Little is most remembered for leaving Pedro oh, in. Yeah too long in the 2003 ALCS. 
Red Sox win the next year to add salt in the wound. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Oh, let's see here. Joe Theismann, known for the broken leg on that's a good Monday point. Night Football. You know, that's the and first thing that career. comes up. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. Uh, Disco Danny Ford, discoing his way home and getting, or actually, or he, did he get thrown? No, what was it? He years ago he was playing for the Twins. He was backpedaling towards home plate on a base hit, missed home plate, right, and then the guy rounding, I think it was Jose Morales, passed him because he never touched home plate, so That's Disco it. Danny was out. Another one, Bill Grammatic and Gus Farratt celebration injuries. Oh, yes. That's a, yes. good stuff today. That's a busy, busy. What's Ray good, Fossey known for? Uh, yeah, that's Ooh, another good very point. Very good. Yes, getting trucked by Pete Rose at the All Star game. I hope Engage Florence, by the way, is is going to be known for for many many things by the time his career is done with the uh, uh, Dragons of Minnesota State University Moorhead. But Gage, time today to join us, and we thank him for that. Uh, he is the reigning Northern Sun Offensive Player of the Week and a, a record setting performance. They won the the paddle. It was the battle for the paddle between the Dragons and the uh, U Mary Marauders. Engage in that game, hauled in twenty. One passes for 215 yards, three touchdowns. As I said earlier, boy, I was glad I had him on my fantasy team this week in Northern Sun. Okay, we don't have it. Gage, Jack, along with Brad and Derek. How you doing, Gage? I'm good. How are you all doing? Fantastic, man. Congratulations, first of all, on the team wings. I know that that's probably the most important thing for you. But uh, I want to know, I mean, going into that game, did you have an idea that, A, you were going to maybe be targeted that much because of what you guys saw on film or just through the flow of the game? Did you just keep getting open? Kind of break it down for us, Gage. Uh, I mean, going into the week, we always have a game plan, and obviously the game plan wasn't for me to break the record and everything, but uh, um, we went in and we uh, just wanted to come out with a win, and then uh, the way we were getting defenses against our offense, uh, it just worked out that plays we were calling, I just kept finding a way to get open, and their uh, defense wasn't adjusting to what we were doing, so... We kept calling the same stuff because it was working, and then that ended up being me in open space, so ended up catching a lot of passes. When do you realize as an athlete, Gage, that, man, I've gotten a lot of balls today? <laughs> or did it even come until afterwards? Did you look and go, I had 21? Did someone have to tell you you had 21 today? But Take us through that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't even realize it. Like, obviously, throughout the course of the game, I was like, okay, maybe I've got a couple of passes here and there now. But uh, I didn't realize that I had broken the record or even caught 21 until uh, after the game was basically over. Um, they uh, said it over the speaker, and I didn't even hear it, but one of my teammates had to come up to me and say it to me, and I was uh, just as surprised as them when they told me because I hadn't even heard it yet. So you've already had, uh, I think, like 15 or 16 in a game, correct, this year? Oh, uh, yes, sir. Brad, I'll tell you, <laughs> I, I don't know where Gage goes from here, but a pretty decent start for the redshirt well, freshman. Well, Gage, uh, you <laughs> see, you played at Velva, and if they threw the ball twenty-one times in three or four weeks, that was something. You were you were more uh, you were more known as a running back in your high school time. Uh, yeah, back in high school, I played running back, a little bit of wide receiver, but yeah, coming here and transi- transitioning to wide receiver has been a been a good thing so far. Is it an easy trans- uh, transition uh, for for any? Uh, well, maybe uh, for you, has it been an easy transition, Gage? Um, I'd say it's a a mix. Um, coming in, uh, I, I registered my first year, and I think that was a good year for me, um, being able to come in and, like, obviously learn the ins and outs of the receiver and having that be, like, my full-time position rather than running back. Um, I had a lot of great coaches between our whole coaching staff, my position coach, and then uh, players above me who helped uh, teach me a lot of things coming into my next year. Here's what I'm kind of shocked with, fellas, and for Gage, that he, Gage had mentioned he's already had 16 in a game this year, which I think is a school mark, if I'm not mistaken, or at least I believe it is. Um, is that uh, 
how are you how are you open to get 21 at any other time the rest of the season so that either tells me two things that okay the defense is certainly cognizant of you but you're also probably a decent route runner with a good catch radius obviously good hands you're an athlete so they're, they're, I'm just I was just scratching my head going you've already had 16 <laughs> you're like the Cooper Cup of the Northern Sun right now Gage how do you get open for 21 um I don't know I'd say it's a uh... The mix of the game plan, um, our quarterback putting the ball in the right spot, and then just getting open. Um, I'd say uh, a lot of it comes down to uh, winning one-on-one matchups, and that's a big thing. And I think that's something I've gotten better at. But a lot of it too is uh, a lot of my teammates doing their jobs too, and doing the little things that a lot of times we'll have like rub routes or pick routes, and um, sometimes the outside guy is doing everything, and I kind of just run to the open space when he's picking someone. So. Well put. The uh, I, I, would, I would imagine, and, and for those that haven't followed the Northern Sun, physical conf, con, uh, conference, right, Gage, you could speak to this. You know, it's a full conference. It's got some big bodies in there. You know, the guys that are playing at that level, you're, you're getting hit. You're getting, they're probably letting you wrestle a little bit on, on some of those routes. But talk about the physical play of the Northern Sun. Uh, yeah, uh, just like you said, it's a, it's a great conference, full conference. Uh, a lot of the teams in the conference are, uh, like, really big. Um, a lot of teams want to just run the ball down your throat and uh, – um, like they got big players in the box on the outside, so I'd say uh, it's uh, just like you said, it's very physical. Um, even on the outside, like you got to fight for every yard you got, um, especially like short routes that we catch, like on our team, especially stuff after the catch. Like you got to be ready for everything, um, be able to make a guy miss and stuff like that. So it's uh, you got to bring your A game every time. Well, I'd imagine too, if you had 21 catches, and I imagine not a lot of deep balls in that, so it's a lot of those where it's you know it's a three or five yard out, and it's kind of up to you to get those extra yards, and um, you needed all those points. It was a back and forth game last Saturday. Oh uh, yes, sir. Yeah, it was a uh, back and forth game the whole time. Um, I, I'm really proud of how our uh, team uh, stayed stayed together and helped with poise, and uh, we came out with a great win. Before we let you go today, Gage, uh, the uh, next up is Northern State, so she doesn't get any easier in the following week. I'd imagine you know they've they've seen the numbers coming up. They're going to prepare for you. It's it's their home game. You're on the road again. You've shown you can win on the road. What what's been the the talk today? What has Coach Lockway been preaching? What's been the message this week as you get ready for Northern State? Um, I'd say it's the uh, same thing now every week. Uh, we just got to know that we got to play our game and don't uh, listen to all the outside noise. Um, sit together. We know that uh, I know everyone else on this team, and he knows it too. Like other people are going to step up and make plays. I I have full faith in everyone else on my team that they're going to step up and do their job. And uh, who knows? Someone else will probably have a big week this week, and I'm going to be just happy for them. And uh, I don't know I'm we're up for any challenge that comes to us. Third in the league in uh, reception, 791 yards for Gage Florence uh, this year. He's averaging a close to 10 yards a catch, uh, 10 receptions uh, a game. I think that leads the Northern Sun in that, and uh, close to 100 yards a game. And, and as Gage said earlier on, it was a team win. That's the thing. So when you get the paddle, uh, what do you do with it? Uh, we have it uh, placed in our team room, and it's just uh... – it's like a trophy we have between the two, and it stays in our team room. And um, it's kind of like uh, Coach Lockway preached after the game. Uh, like we play for each other, um, and then we play for the battle that comes along with it. Um, so it's just a, it's another just trophy. It's a trophy game that comes along throughout the year, and it's a, just a big win for us. And by the way, before we let you go, because Brad had mentioned too, when, you, you know, when you're playing from Velva, and I, my mother years ago taught in Velva, so I, you know, my cousins, the Sandys, were coaching in Velva and all that. So I get all that. But to your point, Gage, 
and you can speak to this for for parents out there with 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 young kids that are thinking oh, I didn't grow up here I didn't go to this high school I don't know if I can play at the next level or division 2 or 1 or 3 on that you are the walking example and there are lots of examples aren't there gage about it doesn't matter where you came from but you can speak to that Oh uh, yeah for sure um I'd say the big thing out there is you just got to have a belief in yourself um you can go out there and play ball I know there's a lot of small town kids out there that can go out there and do great things it doesn't matter where you're from it doesn't matter um, what your background is, uh, you've got to go out there and prove it. And I think there's a lot of kids out there that uh, maybe are looked at under the radar. And I know it can be tough sometimes, but um, you've got to go out there and uh, play your heart out and uh, things will change. And great young man. on any team you play for. Well said, man. Uh, great young man. You could tell these, these student athletes, well-spoken. And Gage couldn't be more proud. Keep it up, though. Now that you've got 16 and then 21, you're like the Aaron Judge. Where's the number going to be next? I mean, is 25 on the docket for that? Whatever it takes to get a win. Good luck this week against Northern State. And, Gage, congratulations on a record-setting performance uh, against you, Mary. Thanks for joining us, and hopefully we talk to you down the road, okay? Sounds good. Thank you for having me. You got it. Gage Florence, well-spoken young man, Brad. Thanks for uh, helping us connect well, uh, to him, too. You think about, at least in Steve Lockway's time at MSUM, some of the receivers, Damon Gibson and Jabari, well, Jabari Taylor was a little before Lockway's time, but uh, Grady Bresnahan out of Castleton who had a nice career over there. And, I mean, there's just a number of guys like that. He's averaging 10 a Corey game. Corey Ambrose, another, another one. one. Yeah. Um, Bemidji State's uh, got a receiver that leads the league with 114 yards per game. Yeah, they're ranked in uh, Division Two. Yes, now, in top too. 25. Well, but uh, about Danny Kittner at Mary, he doesn't get uh, a lot of credit for how good he's been out there. Very well a, put. Yes. Yeah, second in the league in reception, 104 yards a game. Bemidji State actually has two, by the way, receivers in the uh, the top four on that. The Northern Sun is is a heck of a conference. An absolute heck of a conference, and, and no, not know, just no, not just football, basketball across the board. Standing, man, like seventy-five teams in the conference. It seems <laughs> no, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a big conference full of a lot of athletes, men and women. So it doesn't. Hopefully, it, it should get play because it does. Uh, we've got a, a a bevy of things tonight and this week on our properties. And if you go to 740thefan.com, I think you can see some of the, the stories. Obviously, there's kfgo.com. But the Minnesota Wild are back in action tonight, boys. Yes. At Montreal. Too early to it's too early to project. Are we just kind of navigating through the Wild early on here? Is that what's going on? Well, they they got to they don't want to get too far behind the eight ball. That happened to them a couple of years ago when they scrambled. Yeah, and then the they've playoffs. gotten out to they've gotten up to fast starts and leveled off too. Yeah, right. Um, it's just I don't know. They got to kind of got to get the the back end figured out, goaltending and uh, defensively. I think there's enough. I think there's enough weapons offensively. They don't. Yeah, exactly. So Oak Grove at Kindred and volleyball tonight. Yeah, it'll be a good one. You got that one tonight, Brad. I'll be there. Are you get mail at Kindred. At all. Well, and Central Cast and Northern Cast. Oak <laughs> <laughs> Grove and, and Kidder, though, that, that will be, it should be a good. Uh, kind of, yeah, uh, kind of jostling nice for uh, basically seeding. They're both uh, right now in the top four, which would get them a first round bye for the uh, region tournament. And uh, they're kind of just jostling for position there. Friends so, I know from Kinder love Oak Grove. They just love. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> just as much as they love Castle. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's right up there. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a good triangle little uh, uh, you know, rivalry there, too. Yes. Yeah. It's it's pretty good. Uh, San Antonio and the Wolves tomorrow, and then then we start kind of nearing in the weekend. You know, on Thursday, you got the Wild Hockey and Thursday night football, and then Friday the Lakers and the Wolves, and 
High School Football of the Week and the Force in action also uh, coming up this week. I think Nick Oliver might join us hopefully uh, this week hey, again. We'll try and get in contact with him. Force of uh, Home Series this weekend, Sioux City, Friday and Saturday. Illinois State in uh, the Fargo Dome Saturday. You know, That's going to be an interesting matchup. I, I did not realize that... Uh, well, they found a way to three and one. Quarterback yes, the... I, I, I when when Ann said that, and I was looking at the two deep and went, "Oh, that's right. That's where he went. That's right." And a, and go for fan like myself going, "We could have used him Saturday night." <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could. Anyone could have. You know, oh man. Good stuff on the text club today, as always at three five two seven zero. We'll do it again coming up tomorrow. Our thanks to Gage Florence, a talented, talented young man. Uh, from Minnesota State University. More congratulations on setting a receptions game record. Stick around. Common Man is coming up next. Brad's got first serve tonight just after 7 o'clock. Yeah, probably be 7. I think they're doing senior night, so probably 7.15 or a little I'm bit I'm going to hold you to so. that. All right, sounds <laughs> good. <laughs> See ya.